0: What do you call a corn tortilla with rice, beans, and chicken?
1: A burrito? Uh,
2: I'm going to walk right into this. You are? A
0: taco. A whole enchilada. Mm. Oh. Thank you, folks. It's Monday. I'll be here all morning. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays with your host, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Courtney, how you doing? I'm good. Happy Monday.
1: I was just snapping my fingers. Just it's snapping, Monday.
2: just getting that Monday groove going. All right.
1: All right. So, listen, today we're talking about oh, it's kind of a deep one. Life domains. Scuba deep? Uh, we could go there. Okay and why they matter. And listen, you probably at some time in your life, and maybe even right now, feel like you're crushing it at work, but not at home. Or vice versa, you're crushing it at home, but maybe not at work.
2: Yeah, things are out of balance.
1: And that's hard. It's really hard. It kind of feels like sometimes when you get one area going well, something else tanks. It's like, if I do good in this area, I've got to let this other thing kind of get kind of terrible.
2: Yeah. I talk to business owners all the time and they say, oh yeah, well, I know we could hit our revenue goal and we're going to crush it this year. I'm like, oh, awesome. So, you know, when's the last time you took a totally unplugged vacation? And they go, yeah, you can take an unplugged vacation. <laughs> That's <a thing. laughs> You know, for folks, like I just mentioned, they may have bought into what we call the hustle fallacy.
1: You certainly don't have to be a business owner to feel mm. like you're doing the hustle fallacy that you have bought into this mentality that you just got to hustle to get ahead, I think you can feel that from your very first position. You know, your very first job. You feel like, oh, I've been taught I just got to work really hard, and um, and somewhere along the way, we just keep telling ourselves that until the point we've just completely burned out.
2: You can only win if you're winning at all of life. You can't just be crushing it at work and you know everything else falling apart and feel like you're winning because it's all connected. You have these ten life domains that all are interwoven together. So today in this episode, we're going to be talking about why you should balance your goals between 10 different life domains. Specifically, there's three reasons we're going to dig into. Before we dive in, I want to introduce you to our producer. You know him as Verbs. Verbs, how are you doing?
0: Doing great, Blake. Thank you so much. As always, I am here to remind our listeners that they are welcome to join the conversations happening inside the Full Focus community right there on Facebook. Lots of conversations happening all the time with people from all around the world sharing their tips and advice on how they use the planner. So make sure you search on Facebook for the Full Focus community and we will see you inside the group. So I'm just glad we're talking about life domains and the whole person because that reminds me, I have a question. Do you know what they use to make Swiss cheese? Tell me. Whole milk. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Well,
1: what I love is I still laughed at those jokes. You know, I laugh at yours and I laugh at verbs, too.
2: Yeah, that kind of makes me question, you know, your the genuineness of your laughter of my stupid <laughs> jokes. I'm sort of realizing. It's genuine. Okay, so winning at life. It takes more than just crushing it at work. You've got to balance your goals between multiple life domains. And there's three reasons for this that we want to highlight. What's the first reason, Courtney?
1: Yeah, the first reason is real life is multifaceted. And I think it's really important to say from the beginning, your definition of winning can't be I'm just winning at work. And a lot of times we do that. We think winning at work equals winning, and it's not. You have to win at life, period, not work. Work and life are not interchangeable words. Life is much more than work.
2: Mm -hmm. it's even much more than family you know we think oh well no like my family's good as well there's actually multiple life domains beyond that and you know to to your point of how we often define success I think sometimes as a culture we can celebrate and not that it's wrong to celebrate people but sometimes there's a, a celebrity culture of people who have really succeeded so well at one domain of life and sadly sometimes we see the results of what they've sacrificed along the way maybe it's in their family or maybe it is spiritually or financially or, or or something else. They're not always the healthiest of people, the people right. that are all about hustle. Yeah. You know? So we want to bear in mind 10 primary life domains. I'll share a few. There's a bunch here. So let's yep. let's tackle them all. The first is intellectual, then emotional, physical, spiritual, and marital. What are the others?
1: Parental, social, financial. Vocational, and to make myself sound really smart, a vocational, and for the normal people, that's that's like hobbies,
2: mm-hmm. things that you do, but they're not—it's not necessarily your job. A hobby, yes, it's <laughs> a
1: hobby. <laughs> let
2: me let me define a hobby in a few more ways. So that was a lot there. Let me just run it down really quick yep. for you again: intellectual, emotional, physical, spiritual, marital, parental, social, financial, vocational and avocational. Those are the 10 primary life domains, and your goals should touch on all those life domains.
1: Yep, and it's crazy to think that we pretty much a lot of times only focus on goals in one of those areas. It's kind of eye-opening as you read the whole list.
2: Yeah, just reading that list, I'm like, oh yeah, like a social goal or an emotional goal. What would that look like, a spiritual goal? Sometimes we go through the motions of life and we don't even realize there's domains that we've totally ignored, we haven't targeted with Great goals. Yeah. So the first reason life is multifaceted, we need to have multifaceted goals. Reason number two.
1: Every life domain is important. And we talk about 10 life domains, but it's really just one life. We're talking about your life. And all these areas are interconnected. And so your physical life domain affects your vocation and your vocation affects your family. We know this um, intuitively, but a lot of times we just don't bring it to our awareness when we're setting goals.
2: Sometimes we become aware of it too late, don't we? Oh, that's a good one. We get sick yep. you know, physically. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's for me, it's like clockwork. If I've been really stressed... Yep. Or, and it's not just a, a stressful day. We all have stressful days. But you start developing a stressful lifestyle because you're pushing so hard maybe for a vocational goal. Right. And you ignore your health. You don't get enough sleep. Guess what happens? Pretty soon your body says, hey, guess what? I'm connected. Yep. This is one life. You don't get to pretend that yeah. <laughs> you don't need to refill and the And I think tank. you can
1: take your example and – obviously with relationships you know mm-hmm. also very easy you know you come in at the end of the day you've been stressed out all day it's really easy for that to impact your most important relationships
2: one of my friends Jason Vallton he was a mentor of mine and so I knew what he was talking about but we think of financial prosperity hey how, how am i going to become more financially prosperous we don't always think about it with emotional right, right. but the truth is if you're emotionally healthy guess mm-hmm. what? You make better financial decisions. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Right.
1: Right. And I mean, again, that impacts all the other areas as well.
2: Yeah. They're all connected. So reason two, each life domain is important and they're connected. The third reason is this. You
1: can have the double win. And honestly, that's what we're all about here at Michael Hyatt and Company um, is the and between those words. You can win at work and succeed at life. Michael obviously discovered this personally um, and now we teach it.
2: And we put it on a t-shirt.
1: That's true. We I should have worn it today. Yeah. Our staff has a shirt that says when at work and succeed at life.
2: Yeah, we call it the hustle fallacy because it is a fallacy. It's this false notion of success, which is why, you know, I'm sure we could all think of a high profile leader in our life or in as a public figure that has crashed and burned. There's a burnout. Maybe it's addiction or it's divorce or or health things that happened. You can't be healthy and ignore other major areas of your life.
1: We hear from people all the time that have moved the needle in their career and at home. And you do not have to sacrifice your personal life in order to have a successful career.
2: Yeah, I can think of even last week, I was talking to a client of ours. I was just catching up with him, seeing how things were going. And he was telling me, you know, I, I started as just an employee and he Did work a certain way, and he said, "Blake, I realized that it's all about spending time with my kids and and nurturing those relationships, nurturing other aspects. He, he and his wife have all these creative pursuits that they wanted to do for years that they never got around to doing. And he, honestly, he made me cry because he was sharing with me his experience, you know, the time that he was able to take off. He's taking off more and more time every year." He's using Michael's productivity system that's allowed him to create that margin in his life and focus on what's important. At the same time, he's not sacrificing his work goals either because that, you know that's the power of focus that we talk about. The truth is we think, well, if I really want to be successful, I can't have both. I have to choose. I have to make this choice between what's going to be best for my health or what's going to be best for my family and what's going to be best for work.
1: Well, I think that's what's so key about reason number three is – you've really got to reframe what success looks like for you. If you only mm-hmm. look at winning as what you're doing in your career, even if you think of, if I win in my career, I can do these other things that basically says, I have to win in this one area to win in these others. And it's just, it's a false dichotomy.
2: You may be wondering, that's great. You guys list a lot of life domains. I don't even remember them all. I'm driving in the car right now. What could I do to evaluate the different areas of my life and, and make a, a judgment call as to where I, I maybe need to set a goal. And I wanted to highlight a tool that we have. I actually took this myself not too long ago. We call it the Life Score Assessment. And it's actually a totally free thing. It's, it's not a, a pitch to take it, it's just really helpful. It's just a mirror, essentially, a detailed mirror into what's happening in each domain of your life. And so, Everything is connected, and that life score assessment will help you identify an area that may be lacking.
1: So, we're going to give you a really easy way to find that. You can go to the Full Focus Planner community on Facebook, just search for it, and we will drop a link to that life score assessment right there for you. So, really great tool, and I think you're really going to enjoy the results and kind of digging into those.
2: So, if you felt like you've been buying into the hustle fallacy yourself, you've been trying to crush it at work and you realized other things are slipping. Or, or maybe it's the opposite. You feel like you can't try hard at work because you're trying to take care of your family and, and you can't get that winning at work and succeeding at life. We hope that this has helped you to consider, hey, I've got to set goals in every life domain. So there's three reasons that we mentioned. What are the three reasons that you've got to set goals in each life domain?
1: Yeah, the first one is real life is multifaceted. The second is every life domain is important and you can have the double win. You can win at work and succeed at life.
2: When you start doing this, you're going to notice that you see consistent growth in multiple areas and you'll feel like a whole person again. You know, maybe it's just one small habit goal that you install. That can actually affect other areas. And and you'll notice that each of those life domains are connected and positively affected as you consider them when you're setting your goals.
1: Yeah, and at the end of the day, you're going to feel like a whole person again. And I think you're gonna start having fun at work again and in life. You're gonna love Mondays again.
0: That's right. So let's kick it back to verbs, verbs. Blake, as promised, I am back again. And uh, just to um, kind of balance some of those stories involving tears, it's now time for tears of laughter. I have one question for you. (laughs) I'm scared. Courtney, why was the picture sent to jail?
1: Picture.
0: Because it was framed.
1: Yep. Okay. All right.
0: (laughs) Just a reminder to share this podcast with some of your friends. If you know anybody who's struggling with focus or productivity, uh, make sure you share this with them at Focus on This Podcast. And now we have a phone call with Nancy Bacon.
1: Hello, this is Nancy. Hey, Nancy. This is Courtney and Blake on Focus on This. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you?
3: I'm really good.
2: Excellent. Thanks for joining us today, Nancy. Where are you calling from?
3: I am calling from Maslin, Ohio.
2: Yes, it's where my, uh, I've got family in Maslin, actually.
3: It's like a pretty big deal. We can fit the entire town in our football city. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> it's
2: a football town in the Buckeye State.
1: Nancy, speaking of football, um, today we're talking about life domains. That's not actually.
2: That's not connected, but let's roll with it. Yeah. Let's,
1: okay, let's just do it. Nancy, <laughs> we're talking about life domains today. And I'm curious, do you set goals thinking about your life domains?
3: Yeah, I, I believe I do. I, I mean, I certainly try to, I I certainly think that I'm going to be better at it in the future than I have been. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely with a desire. I don't know if it always makes it into something practical, but yeah.
2: Interesting. Have you ever taken, we were just talking about the life score assessment uh, that sort of yeah. illuminates Have you ever taken that? I have. How was that experience for you?
3: it was good but it was a while ago so i don't even
1: know <laughs> yeah that's actually a good note even for people listening if you've taken it before but it's been a while you know lots of things you know happen from year to year it's always great to kind of check back in on where you are with that life score assessment
2: nancy when you think about your goals that you've set for this quarter or this year what life domains did those tend to fall into
3: um for me my fourth quarter goals are all in the Uh, rituals of life, like, you know, drinking more water, um, making sure to be consistently exercising and just the goals for, you know, those personal things that I really have to work on. I kind of worked on my professional life goals earlier in the year and so that I'm finishing out the year more with a focus on myself, which is a little odd because most people do that at the beginning but I guess I procrastinate.
2: You know, an interesting thing that you mentioned that is, you know, you had goals earlier in the year that were in one life domain and then now these seem to be more personal. Can you tell us you know, how, as you've been working on some of these personal ones, how has that affected other areas of your life? Has it had any connection to work or uh, other domains or does it feel kind of a like an isolated practice
3: oh it definitely has connections I mean you work on exercise you drink more water you feel full I mean everything is interconnected completely
2: one question uh, that came to mind earlier when we were talking about this uh, topic is what's the difference between you know for someone listening that thinks oh well there's a bunch of you know Michael talks about 10 different life domains we really only are supposed to focus on two or three goals a quarter. How do you decide where to place your focus for a quarter?
3: You know, I take it for me right now it's just trial and error, and it's because I'm a mom of two adoptive kids, and I'm married to a pastor. Also, being a pastor myself, and so like my goals, I like them to all be in the same area because then I feel like I can really make a difference in that area, and so it can change by the quarter. But then I'm, I feel. Like I'm really, you know, like I'm moving forward because if I have goals that are professional and personal and, you know, they're crossing those lines, then I kind of get a little scattered and don't focus as much. Yeah,
1: that's really interesting. So your approach to kind of balancing different life areas is to each quarter focus on a different life area.
3: Right. And I mean, you're still working on, I'm like the the things that I implemented for my professional goals, I'm still working on them because, you know, they've been there for the first couple of months, but it's what I'm adding to them as life goes on.
1: That's a good point for people that have, especially habit goals that you're installing. Um, you know, those continue, you continue those habits. Um, it's just not what you're focused on for the quarter. It's still happening, um, but it's not your focus.
2: Yeah, that's a good distinction. Nancy, did you have any questions for us today?
3: I guess my question is how do you guys practice gratitude in the planner? Because that's something that I work on, you know, with myself, but also with my family. And then, but there's not like a direct space, you know, in it, but that's fine. But I didn't know if anybody had any creative ways of doing that.
1: Yeah, I personally, uh, my family has a practice of each night. We say what we were thankful for that day. Um, And so that's just something that we've kind of built into our, evening ritual, um, that we state that to each other. So that's how we do that. But I think a lot of people use their weekly preview as a place to list some of those gratitudes. I think we actually talked to a caller earlier this year on the podcast that wrote it in the corner of their planner every single day, which I thought was a great idea.
3: Yeah, that is a great idea. No, that's that's very helpful. It's just, as I take notes and I have everything, just to find little ways that I can keep that perspective. Yeah, for
2: sure. I mean, the Probably the only structured place in the planner is in the weekly preview where you're listing out your wins, but like you're saying, a daily practice of gratitude, even a multiple times during the day practice of gratitude, can be really helpful for your perspective. So there's a couple of habits that I've installed for that. One is in my morning ritual. It's actually, I I realized that I installed it in almost every ritual, but in my morning ritual, there's just a quick journal habit that I have. That actually just asks me a couple of gratitude-related questions, you know, to spark that inner dialogue about what I'm thankful for. Another thing that I do, and this is sort of two almost life domains or connections in one, is my wife and I... We wanna stay connected during the day and oftentimes we won't see each other and maybe we only get a, a short amount of time at night to connect. So to stay connected, we will actually send each other the same, we call it, you know, five questions in a pick. And we basically send each other five the same five questions and then also a photo from our day. But one of those one or two of those questions actually is is gratitude related, where it puts us in that frame of mind. And that's something that's powerful as well because there's some built in accountability. And you mentioned you're married. So, you know, that may be something to install is you Sometimes in in the mix of the day, you realize I'm feeling anxious and maybe I need a moment to pause and have some gratitude. Incorporating that with your spouse can be a great idea.
1: Another way that you could install a habit of gratitude is actually to form it as a habit goal and to make it one of your quarterly goals. You know, if you're looking at maybe not where you're, you know, a way to use it in the planner, but just to install that habit if you don't already have that installed.
3: That's very good because I, you know, I've just, I've changed over planners and so I just have to find ways to do that. So I appreciate you guys have a lot of good advice. Thank you.
2: Excellent. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for spending time with us today. It was great to chat with you.
1: Thanks, Nancy. Thanks, Nancy. Bye. Thank
2: you. I love that call with Nancy.
1: Yeah, that was great.
2: Yeah. So she made a great point where she will actually install some habits in her goals earlier in the year, and that those will actually carry through. So it's not as if when you focus on one area of life, another area of life goes unnoticed. It's just that for a season, you really put an emphasis uh, for a time on a specific domain. Yeah,
1: and it was really interesting to hear her take. Personally, I have trouble, actually, if I do all my goals for a quarter in one life domain. I actually like to spread those out. Um, I find, actually, the opposite of her. So, you know, this is something for you to try, Um, And test out how this works for you, how to focus on different life domains and really balance your goals.
0: And I think we've got one more call today, right, Verbs? We do. We're going to speak with Dovey Krause.
4: Hello, this is Dovey.
0: Hey, Dovey. It's Blake Stratton
2: and Courtney Baker from Focus on This. How are you doing?
4: I'm great, thanks. How are you guys? Great. Dovey, where are you calling from? I am calling from Houston, Texas.
2: Love it. Debbie, on the podcast today, the subject is life domains. Michael talks about, you know, it's more than just work and it's more than just family. There's actually 10 different life domains and they're all important. They're all interconnected and we should give attention to them when we set our goals. So one question we had for you to sort of get the ball rolling here is, is that as a concept something that you've considered before when you're setting your goals?
4: I think I maybe did consider some of them, but probably not all of them and certainly not conceptually thinking of them that way to kind of make sure I'm really addressing every area of my life and giving it the time and attention it deserves. So that was, that was new for me.
1: Yeah. Is that something, is that something as a concept you think might be helpful as you set goals, maybe for the next year, as you kind of set your next set of annual goals?
4: Oh, definitely. Um, I've been a planner user since the very beginning, and i actually started using the planner as um, I was finishing up, you know, a life plan and reading Living Forward, and so that book really kind of catapulted me into thinking about all of the different life domains, and I'm definitely the kind of person who can get really focused on one or two areas and completely forget about the rest, yeah. and then wake up a year later and go, what if I even..." Im- Done with my life in this part of the world. No wonder I'm, you know, feeling out of balance. So it's something I look at when I set my goals every year. Okay, I know that I want, you know, seven to ten or so, but you know, five of them can't be work, or you know, five of them that can't be physical because that that tends to be kind of what happens if I don't have that kind of focus.
2: I'm kind of curious. What what has your momentum been? You you mentioned you've been using the planner for a little while, so I'm curious. How do you feel like that's been for you, even in the last quarter? That that focus on those few goals that you have?
4: Well, I think the thing that, that actually has really helped me this quarter um, in the last, maybe, maybe the last two quarters is I've really kind of been leaning further and further into morning routines, uh, routines in general, but it's it's kind of been the last piece that I've really cracked as far as just the overall productivity system. And I I did a good job at first of writing them down. And then not really changing any habits whatsoever, especially in my workday startup. But I'm really, I now have a reminder on my calendar to actually for 30 minutes at the beginning of every day, it reminds me to do my workday startup. And so I flip over to that page in the, in the planner And I actually forced myself to step through my whole routine because even though I could probably do it without looking at that list, there are a few new pieces that aren't already on my kind of autopilot operational system. And if I didn't force myself to check off everything on the list, then I would skip some of the things that I'm trying to incorporate into my day. And so one of those things is read the detailed page of my quarterly focus goals and and really think about what do I need to do this week or today? depending on the day of the week that I'm talking about, if it's a weekly review or a daily review, what do I need to do to push those goals forward? Otherwise, I am I am probably a championship planner. I am not a championship executor, and that's what's really changed it for me.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great tip for anybody out there that hasn't set up their rituals yet to block off time to do that and open that page to your planner. It's an awesome tip.
2: Debbie, did you have any questions for us?
4: Um, the thing that I that I've been really kind of fighting with myself about lately is that I have, we operate in a Microsoft environment. So all of my kind of task planning is in the task function of Outlook. I'm a blended life kind of person, but there's still quite a lot of personal tasks and planning and projects that I want to do that I, I don't really want to put in Outlook. So I use another um, application, I use Todoist for my kind of personal goals and, and project plans and tasks. And I'm, I'm kind of in this frustrated do loop of Todoist, Outlook planner and kind of master, multiple master lists and and how to kind of bring it all together. So I'm curious to know if other people that you've talked to have struggled with that and maybe any feedback you guys have for me on that.
2: Yeah. So you've got something that your work requires you to be in, but you Mm -hmm. don't really want to put your personal stuff in there. So what is a frustration that you find yourself running into because of that issue?
4: I think that if I'm at work, I tend to heavily load my work, my day, even if it's, you know, the day or the evening time with work related stuff. And I forget to incorporate some of those personal things that I could, you know, take a 15 minute mental break and take care of some personal stuff to do something that moves the personal goal forward because I'm not in the habit of looking at to do lists to kind of remind me of of kind of my master tasks for those things.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, and I think a lot of people (laughs) listening right now are like, oh, yep, I totally have the same issue. You know, I've got to use this one thing for work, but I don't want to do personal life. I think the key here is to make those systems as simple as possible. And then to make checking into those two systems a ritual. You know, it's part of your workday startup or your workday shutdown. You know, that that it's part of your daily check-in so that you're not forgetting one or the
2: other. Courtney nailed it on the head. You've got to ritualize checking those inboxes, if you will. So the planner is that one place where you can actually blend the two. So, but during the day, something that'll help keep you sane is to you know, bring that stuff that you need to focus on for the day in the planner, and then work from the planner. You just got to make sure that you circle back in your workday shutdown yeah. to check those boxes off.
4: Yeah, that's a great idea. It's almost embarrassing that I hadn't thought of that yet. But um, as I said, rituals are the kind of the last thing that i really kind of making an effort to crack, and it has changed a lot for me. So this will be a great ad.
1: Well, thanks again for calling and being on the podcast with us today.
2: Yeah, thanks so much. It's great to talk to you guys. Thanks, Debbie. All right, bye, bye.
1: Great stuff today, Blake.
2: Thank you. You know, I really thought that I brought a lot to this episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I was actually talking about, you know, we're pretty passionate about life domains here. I mean, honestly, that's what Michael Hyatt Company, we help leaders focus so they can win at work and succeed at life. Like this is basically the framework for what we promise people. So it's exciting.
2: Yeah, you've got to consider all life domains Cherish them as important. Don't just set a goal at work. Don't just set a goal for family, but really consider those life domains. And if I could leave you with one thought related to that, it, it would be jump in the Full Focus community on Facebook and find that link to the life score assessment that we'll put in there because it doesn't take a long time, but it can really illuminate for you where you may need to place attention the next time you set some goals.
1: Yeah, so thanks for joining us on Focus on This
2: it is the most productive podcast on the internet. Wouldn't you say so? Verbs, would you agree? I
0: would. And before you go, I have one last question. Oh for my you. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a fake noodle? A foodle? An imposter. Wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you, uh, you know, are realizing that your friends don't have enough of Verbs' dad jokes in their life. That's right. You may want to share this with them. Use the hashtag focus on this podcast if you do share about it on social media.
1: All right. And next week, we are going to dispel the cloud of confusion surrounding your two most important types of goals.
2: I bet I know what they are.
1: I bet you do too.
2: Achievement goals and habit goals. That's
1: right, Blake. All right. We'll break it down for you next week. Until then, stay
2: Stay focused.
4: focused.
0: This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Michael Hyatt & Company's new book, Your World Class Assistant. Find out more at focusonthispodcast.com slash assistant.